hate Tennessee because first of all, it's Tennessee, and I I, I just hate them because they 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 low down, they dirty, they some snitches, and I hate Philip Farmer. I hate their colors. I'm not a dog person. <laughs> Welcome to the yearly hate edition of Houndstooth Heroes, brought to you as always by Druid City Brewing Company and the comic stylings. Of Tuscaloosa's own in front of the pod, Adam Condra, Adam's new Condra, Adam's new comedy record, back when he had hair, is available wherever you get your listening on. You can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com or on Twitter at h2theroes. Pretty sure we're not on Facebook anymore because they're a clown fraud like Jeremy Pruitt's no asparagus recognizing ass. I'm Greg and he's Ellis and we are coming to you live as hell from Maryville, Tennessee, Santa Fe, New Mexico. And by gosh, it is time to get this party started. But first, what are you drinking, Metsy? Well, Gregory, to amp up the hate this week, I've gone with some brown liquor. And listen, you know, you know, every Tennessean's uh, favorite favorite whiskey is Jack Daniels. Obviously, can you tell me every Tennessean's favorite wine? Is this the joke? Why can't we the- beat what? Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Huh? Dude, I did no. that. I thank you. No. I thank no. you. All right. No. Now tell me, no. what are you drinking? A listener, Fred. Got a nice tumbler tonight of bullet bourbon frontier whiskey with a single cube of ice. It's delicious. Ooh. All right. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, myself, I'll be having Casamigos tequila because still on the keto. And I'm a little bitter about ah, it. The keto. All I want to do is eat a giant loaf of bread, but that's not a, neither here nor there. What I need to know, Metsy, is now that you were home in Maryville, how many homes exactly down from Fat Phil Fulmer are you? Is this like a Sarah Palin, Alaska situation? Can you bomb him from your porch? It's Yeah, let me see. I'm, I'm walking to the window right now, and we should. We're joined by listener Fred, by the way. We didn't really give a proper introduction. Fred is, Fred is in the show. house. Fred is in the house. Yes, in the house, or more uh, more accurately, I am in Fred's house. Right. But looking <laughs> up Fred the window the here, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few a few porches down, there seems to yeah. There's a there's a massive jack o' lantern down there. Wait, no, hold on. No sources confirming that is Fat Phil himself. And Fat <laughs> Phil just out on the front porch tonight. Excuse me. <laughs> Not a jack o' lantern. In fact, Fat Phil himself. Okay, well that's good to know. Uh quick recap of last week before we hate. The Show Me Tigers came to Tuscaloosa for the unveiling of the new yet not improved Dixieland Delight. Uh, before we get to the game, your take on the piped-in clean version of the tune, Matt. <sighs> Give me a break, Gregory. I was so disappointed uh, for a number of reasons. One, because I obviously took the over uh, that the boys in Vegas offered at six F-bombs during right. the new Dixieland Delight, which I think we'll get to before the season's done. Uh, right. I think we we said officially there were four counted, so the under yeah, hit there. But but right. it sounded so phony baloney. Uh, I mean, it, you could hear real singing, and then it was just so clearly orchestrated. It, it felt like an Atlanta Falcons game. Oh my God, that's the worst insult uh, you can possibly lay on somebody. Uh, uh-huh. And, and look, I bet I, mean, I will say this. Okay, the players uh, did seem to get a kick out of it, which I kind of thought was strange. I, 20-year-old African-American kids don't really seem to be Alabama's demographic, but um, whatever floats your boat, I guess. 
Uh, so who am I to take stand against fun? Um, actually, I do that a lot, but that's not even that's neither here nor there. Um, but speaking of boats, though, one quick shout out to Butch Worley and the gang making the annual trip up the river to Knoxville to dominate the Vol Navy once again. If you can score an invite to that boat gate, it is one hell of a time. If you don't know him, Butch was in school when I was there, and he is hands down the finest backup kicker the tide has ever seen. Number eight in your programs, number one in your hearts. That is absolutely right. And Butch, if you're listening, which obviously you're not, uh, hit your boy up because I will be there and down to boat drink. Uh, Gregory, you did mention the Show Me Mizzou game, and I suppose we should show uh, what happened through a quick dive into that. Your Tide hung on, hung on to barely defeat the Missouri Tigers by a final score of 39-10. to 10. Uh, Mizzou's defense had an impressive showing on Saturday against your number one ranked Tide. Uh, the unit did what six other teams failed to do, which was hold us under 50 points, hold the Tide offense under 50 points, which was um, an affront to <laughs> all we hold dear this year and, frankly, something that I didn't want women and children to have to see this season. But your Tide still managed to amass 564 yards to Mizzou's 212 total uh, before re-injuring his already sprained right knee. I'm crossing myself right now. We're going to get to this right. later. Uh, the sweet Hawaiian prince himself, Tua Tonga Vailoa, threw for three touchdowns, 265 yards on 12 of 12, or I'm sorry, 12 of 22. And frankly, right. there were some uh, less than sharp, or at least less than Tua level passes that were thrown. Uh, his well, there first, was that fumble. There was also the fumble. Right. Was yeah. It? Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. Uh, first scoring pass came on Crimson Tide's second play from scrimmage, uh, as we are wont to do by way of an 81-yard touchdown toss to wideout Jerry Judy, his ninth of the season. That is correct, Metsomatic. But before we get to the two and knee, I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, we both expected Mizzou to put up some points, uh, but in fact, they did not put up some points. They only put up 10 points because um, some unexpected folks showed out. Gregory, tell me who showed out. Okay, come on, I'll show you who showed out. See? All right, cornerback <laughs> Savion Smith, who started in place of Trayvon Diggs on his broke foot, picked off Missouri quarterback Drew Locke on his first attempt of the game. That's some showing out. Quinnen Williams, who is quickly be becoming my favorite Bruh. player on the team. I know, right? Sacked Locke in the end zone for a safety in some non-offensive touchdowns showing out. And finally, Jedrick Wills. Actually, not finally. I got one more. Jedrick Wills absolutely showed out. En route to being named the SEC Offensive Player of the Week, dude graded out at a career best 91%, accounted for four knockdown blocks, and did not surrender a sack or a pressure against the Mizzou D. And finally, for showing out, Jalen Hurts showed mm. out. Not, not by his stats but doing what he is asked to do to help this team win. The finest man in all of Tuscaloosa took snaps, took handoffs, and even caught a pass. And that is He does it all, out. Gregory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and uh, obviously Tua showed out when he was in the game with the stats that mostly prove it. Also spent a good bit of the day in the medical tent. Uh, as we mentioned, that was a highly watched situation there. <laughs> 
retweaked his right knee on a QB slide, and it makes me wonder, is there some sort of Hawaiian healing deity that we now need to carve out into stone and wear around our necks in tribute? Hmm. All right, well, all I know about Hawaiian neck gods is that thing Greg Brady wore in the surfing contest, um, that episode of Brady Bunch. Oh, no, that was evil. Right, it did not bode well for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it brings us back to the question, what do we do about Tua? The guy has a Heisman campaign going, so I don't think sitting him is obviously an option. He went on SVP and said, oh, I'm fine. Well, they all say they're fine. Everybody says they're fine until they die. Uh, Does he need to be a statue back there? Just rely on the offensive line to to guard, and if he does doesn't have a play, absolutely do not run. Uh, just take the sack or throw the throw you know throw the ball away or whatever. Do you sit him? Uh, because that knee, if it was that easily tweakable, it is not healed this week either. Give me your finest to a take. You mentioned him being on SVP, by the way, and I think he's on Monday Night Football this coming week. Have you seen this advertisement? Really? Is that, well, he was on was last sure. Monday. I thought it was last. Was it not last Monday Night Football that I was on? That he was that, on? That's very possible. It's very possible. Yeah, you're, you're entirely a weak pond. I I move into Maryville and just have no idea what the calendar yeah. even shows anymore. The, the uh, time okay. and space continuum. All right. Anyway, your take yeah, on the here's my uh, Here's my take there. I think we may see a good bit more Jalen this week, mm-hmm. which, and and I will undoubtedly regret saying this. It doesn't really scare me right now. I mean, in addition, of course, to to the wonderful things he's done for the program and what a fine, upstanding young man he is, and the yeah. many, both both elderly and and young and residents mm-hmm. of Tuscaloosa who he helps. The infirm, the infirm, the infirm, the old, everyone. Really. So many, yeah, who he goes everyone. out of his way to help. He is, he is. Uh, in addition to all of that, He's actually looked fairly sharp lately and bizarrely is ranked near the top of a whole lot of SEC passing categories. Uh, and by at the top, I mean above Jarrett Stidham, he right. of the tail, <laughs> the tail the tail. Right. Do you think, it's, you think Stidham's growing his tail back? You think that's the problem? That's a good point. You work it off, but we don't right, know if it's but... regenerative. Regenerate. <laughs> What's the word? Regenerated. Yes, I'm here Regenerated <laughs> like, uh, like Tate's feet. Right, so exactly. Take us up maybe on that his, Maybe his tail regenerated, and that's the problem with Stidham all along. Yeah, yeah, very good question. Anyway. But anyway, J- yeah, Jalen in the game, you know, he brings – he will bring the mobility that we don't want to see from Tua right now. And mm-hmm. I think that, that will give the defensive scrubs in orange – uh, a wrinkle that they don't want to deal with. So I'm kind of okay with it. Okay, fair enough. Good stuff there, Mitzi. Uh, speaking of good stuff, uh, really not good stuff, but how about the rat poison? Is there rat poison? You know there's rat poison. I'm looking at listener Fred here because I want his takes here. There is a Tuscaloosa News article this week by longtime friend of the program, Cecil Hurt, mm-hmm. uh, basically declaring the rivalry dead. Or, or oh, at God. least questioning sort of its its livelihood. I didn't click on it, frankly, but right. uh, <laughs> read the headline and have have a strong enough take here to declare it rat poison. But declared yourself so, outraged and said, "Hell no, that's rat poison." All right. Yeah, yeah. That's it's 2018. That's what you do. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> turning to the elder mats in the room, uh, 
sort of the the state of the rivalry right now? Well, I, I thought uh, Coach Jeremy Pruitt had an interesting comment. He said that it is a, a rivalry, but uh, Tennessee's not doing their uh, part to keep up the end of the bargain, which is some truth there. Uh, but I, I just recall, I guess it was 1982 uh, when Alabama had an 11-game winning streak and came into Knoxville uh, and was trying to get the, the cool dozen streak going and were upset by uh, the vows. And uh, so we, here we are, an 11-game streak coming into Knoxville and, you know, should by every means win this game. Um, you know, so uh, I don't want to see history repeat itself, but Tennessee it sooner or later is going to have to win, but maybe not this Saturday. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, they, they really have kind of given up on it, uh, a lot of the fans anyway. They they tend to, I think they've written this game off, but you never know. That is scarier mm, than Halloween. Spoken. Yeah, that was kind of spoken like a true politician in here. You know, that, uh, <laughs> That's I, the the Mets household here has, I think, a strong appreciation for this. Having now lived what he's lived here in East Tennessee for thirty years, and uh, and I grew up at a time wearing my Sean Alexander jersey to school uh, that was you know not what it is today. So until they, I don't think until it will they, ever until you, in, until you came home dressed in ball gear that time. Oh, I was gonna get there. I was gonna get yeah, there. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to piss on your parade. Go ahead. It's okay. Anyway, uh, I'll save that story. But there's, I think there's a hearty appreciation for the rivalry for the folks who have been around it long enough uh, to understand the many uh, chapters. And I, to to even see the question posed by our dear friend Cecil, he of the bad haircut, is rat poison. Fair. All right. Uh, it is now time for the hero participation program portion of the program. Every week, if you are a new listener. We call for questions from you. Uh, we can't ever get to them all, but remember, you can go to H2Heroes on Twitter and hashtag your question. Hashtag Ask a Hero, and we'll do our best with it this week. It is Vol Hate Week, and we ask that it be limited those to those Vols, and here we go. You know the format. Rapid Fire Q&A. Give me your best, Metsy. First question from listener Ask Scott Friday on the internet. Mr. Friday wants to know, if you were invited aboard a Vol Navy boat tailgate, and Phil Fulmer was there, neighbor Phil Fulmer. Would you push him overboard or no? All right, two points here. One, have yet to see a floating, a floating transportation vehicle capable of holding Phil Fulmer. Two, you know, Greg, I don't, I don't think people would necessarily describe me as a slight guy, but I'm no, I'm no Magnus Magnuson. The sheer magnitude of Fat Phil makes the task nearly impossible. Second question from pod sponsor Adam Condra in Tuscaloosa, who wants to know, is Tennessee improving or is Barnes just bad? Don't care. Needed a meteorite. Didn't get it. All right. Third question from listener Caleb Perry in Georgia. We all know Lane Kiffin greeted the Vols with the finger gun salute when he was in, came to Knoxville the first time. How will Butch Jones greet his old team? I just hope Nick Saban doesn't make him wash all of their cars. Finally, and we'll use this one as a jumping off point for the Hate Fest listener, Zach Ferguson in Tampa, wants to know, what are all the reasons to hate a Vol? Oh, all right, Gregory, you, you brought up these childhood memories that, frankly, <laughs> only my counselor and 
listener Fred, because we've talked about it on this podcast, know about. Uh, but yes, I was sent to, at a, at a young age, in the preschool days, to a Baptist, the first Baptist preschool here, uh, would be sent on the third Friday of October, obviously decked out in my crimson and my old, I had a Johnny Musso throwback jersey I would rock. There were all kinds of wonderful, wonderful retro looks, fits I was pulling off, if you will. And, <laughs> and lo and behold, every year my parents would pick me up and I would be wearing some sort of gaudy, god-awful Walmart-looking-ass uh, orange T-shirt. They would put a helmet on me. They would just stuff my lunchbox full of, like, orange confetti and streamers and all these things. But that was a fun surprise. So the child abuse is where it starts for me. The color at a, at a, is hold where on, it at goes. A Baptist priest, a Baptist preschool. Yeah, that's not yeah. fair. I hey, mean, listen. doing that. Doing that to a child is not of the of, is not of the Lord. I have I've repressed this for a long time. There are trust issues. Uh-huh. There's a lot uh-huh. to unpack here that I right. I can't go, go into this late. All right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the color goes from there. Fat Phil is obviously obviously next on the list. Peyton Manning's forehead, uh, Josh Dobbs's eyebrows, Mobile's own T. Barton, Jamal Lewis, who if he I think he killed somebody too. I may be confusing him with another player, but if he didn't, he probably did. Uh, a throwback that not many people will remember: Kelly, the future Washington, who came Ooh. out and and yeah, that was uh, one of those self-given nicknames. Always the best there, uh, and he was shut down. You know, there's um, there's 1982, as listener Fred mentioned, 1995, 1998. 2003, Gregory, the five overtime game, the Mm -hmm. Clausens. There's so (sighs) much to hate here. I know. And I'm only barely skimming the surface. How about your takes? All right. I have exactly five reasons. Number one, smoking. He's not a very good boy. Uh, Jerry Duncan (laughs) should have taken it. He's just not a good. Most of them are good boys. But Smokey's not a good boy. Jerry Duncan, Jerry Duncan absolutely should have taken him out with his deer rifle when he had the chance. Number two, the song. If you're going to play a song on repeat, I just don't think it should promote bestiality. Uh, number three, the campus looks like an abandoned women's prison. Uh, number four, the stadium, 102,000, my big fat white ass. Literally, my fat ass. It seats 102,000 toddlers, maybe 80,000 grown adult people. And number five, Peyton Manning. He can still kiss my ass, um, but we can't. Which, if I may interject, is an ironic phrase to use involving Peyton Manning, because generally he is the one forcing people to actually kiss his ass. Many people forget that he has been accused of sexual assault and uh, and and pulled and they many should not, of his family people, strings to get out. People shouldn't people, forget that. People should not forget that. Uh, but we cannot spend the entire night blotted by hate as much as hold we'd on, like to. Hold on. We might be able uh, to. What? Listener Fred, what, huh? do you have more yeah, hate what? for us? More hate? Well, you did bring up Peyton Manning, and I think the, the worst, though, was when he directed the band <sighs> in our stadium to play <sighs> that god-awful song. That was probably the worst. Although, I, I think Ellis and I were there for the five overtime, and that just about broke my heart, too. So there's plenty of hate. There's <laughs> lots to hate there. I'm telling really you. Really low points in humanity. Uh, you're right. Uh, but uh, like I said, we could spend the all night hating, but, you know, 
uh, who's got all that time? Well, I, well, we probably do. That's not neither here nor there. Uh, but Metsy, tell listener Fred what he needs to know about this Tennessee team. All right, let me tell you. Uh, until last week, Tennessee had been destroyed by f- fairly competent competition. Uh, they lost handily to West Virginia, to Georgia, and Florida, with two of those being at home and the unfriendly confines of Neyland Stadium. Shout out to listener Taylor Collins, kicked out of Neyland Stadium uh, a few years back for <laughs> tossing, <laughs> tossing spent yes, liquor bottles from the top. Not yeah, all like heroes you do. wear capes. Not all heroes wear That's capes. That's exactly but... right. Uh, but so, but now they've, they're coming off this big Auburn uh, momentous win, and I'll be curious to see how that carries over into this game, uh, including the fact that Fat Phil snuck into the locker room like he's a head coach, there's a lot of weird sort of Freudian uh, Oedipus Rex stuff about him still trying to be the football coach and maybe have sex with his mom. Who knows? Uh, but uh, he snuck into the... Oh, God. The, yeah, Dude, anyway. I just got a visual that is not going to burned into my brain I'm, now. I'm so sorry. It's pumpkins. Yeah. It's pumpkins. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Tennessee's rushing attack is 98th in all of college football, although that was much improved last week. Their quarterback, which we think is named Guantanamo, has been sacked in 8% of his dropbacks. True story, probably the toughest quarterback I've ever seen. He is actually, he got his bell rung, if you'll recall, maybe in the last play of the first half against us last year. I mean, totally Mm -hmm. destroyed and bounced up and came back like it never happened. So well, that you know, namesake, thing. Guantanamo is a tough place yeah, well, to that's be. That's true. That's true. It's, it's very tough down in Guantanamo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, I think generally we can scare quarterbacks and if not scare them, uh, limit their effectiveness, let's say, by knocking them off the field. Uh, don't think we'll have that with him. In short, I don't, I don't know whether they're going to be able to pass the ball or if they're going to be able to run the ball. Uh, if the tide defense plays up to its standards. Yeah, that that does seem problematic for them, to be honest with you, which probably explains why your tide is a 29-point favorite coming into this game. But Mets, and we're kind of skipping around a little bit this time. I'm going to go ahead and go to this. But Metsy, as always, we need to know, are there trends? Mets with the trends. <laughs> okay, we, we talked about this. We absolutely talked about this. <laughs> It somehow got worse. <laughs> As it always does. <laughs> it always it always does. Oh, I forgot one of my favorite things to hate, which was Jonathan oh. Kongbo Instagramming himself, uh, doing like some preseason stretching working out in, let's say like 2015. What's hilarious about this is, so he took the picture and it's next to a sign that says, Bama, we coming, I believe, oh, was, the, okay. was the language there, the verbiage he used. I believe And so, if you'll yeah. recall, then shortly after the game uh, of that season, our own 251's Ryan Anderson, Daphne High School represent, mm-hmm. uh, then re-grammed it. Is that what I'm looking for here? Re-grammed it and said, who is Jonathan Kongbo? Hashtag donkey of the decade with oh, crying me. emoji faces. <laughs> <laughs> which exactly. led to another fan favorite segment. Uh, right. the, the, the humor to this, though, the long game here, is that Ryan Anderson has now been in the NFL for a couple of years. Jonathan Kongbo still getting 
totally demolished by Knoxville sports writers week in and week out as he tries to make an impact on the Tennessee scrub defensive team. Anyway, to the trends. Hold on, one quick thing before the twins, because there's never enough hate to go around. One thing we've completely forgotten to mention is the drunk punting, uh, the drunk punters, all the drunk punters. What are their names? Uh, Colquitts. Colquitts, all of them drunk, all of them punt. Yeah, that. (laughs) There's enough to hate there, too. Anyway, getting to your... More to hate. Right, get to your weird trends. All right, with the trends. (laughs) The best and most important and holiest of trends in this game is that Nick Saban has coached Alabama to an 11-0 record against the Vols and their multitude of coaches that they've had over those 11 years, covering the often ridiculously large spreads in eight of those 11 games. Uh, And precedent dictates, frankly, that the Tide will cover again on Saturday. Even though they are currently just 4-3 and against the spread this year, all three of those losses have come as backdoor covers uh, against, you know, second-team defenses, when the Tide, second, third, fourth team defenses, when the Tide opened a tremendous lead early and sort of took their foot off the gas. Uh, in the past 10 years, teams are that are 21 to 31 point favorites have also won three straight games by 21 or more points. Those teams are 43 and 14 against the spread. Gregory, how do you do this? That is some damn good mathing, son. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. All right, uh, but let's get back to the hate. There's a smallish slate. I can't speak. There's a smallish slate of SEC games this week, but we're going to hate in every damn one of them. Join us in poverty, won't you? Let's get it started, Messi. All right, and listener Fred, on your toes, because you're getting these questions too. Starting with the barn, the barn travels to Oxford. Auburn three and a half point faves against the Rebels. Gregory, who do you hate? All right. At first, this line really confused me. I think Ole Miss, uh, just at full strength, has a better team than Auburn at this point in the season because the barn keeps regressing. By the end of the year, they may have disbanded the team. But then I looked at Ole Miss's laundry list of injuries, so I guess I get it. Because uh, I mean, there's I mean, Metcalf. There's there's about eight or nine starters that are out. Like one with like a, not like out with like a neck, like he's he's missing his neck. I'm not even sure what's going on. Uh, but at the same time, is oh, it it's Ole Miss? Uh, is it Metcalf? Who is that? Yeah, it's Metcalf. That's exactly yeah, who he, it is. His That's neck a huge is gone. Injury. Yeah, he has no neck, <laughs> so he can't play. Uh, but nevertheless, it is at Ole Miss, and I'm still gonna hate the barn. Uh, I just like I, you know we asked the question last week: Can Auburn score 18 points? And they could not. Uh, I just, it, it, it is, I don't know, even against Ole Miss's defense, they're going to score points, but I just don't think they're going to be, like I said, the, the, the tail is back. Uh, and with the tail, he, he's just, he can't work anymore. So I'm going to hate the barn. The, by the way, the total is 62 here. I think the play is the over, despite who we're picking. Uh, even if with the injuries, I think both teams still put up a world of points. What about you, Lister Fred? Well, I was thinking about Rebels, and I'm thinking that Auburn is in complete meltdown, and I believe our Maryville High School Rebels that are 6A champs so far this year, I believe they could be barn right now, to tell you the truth. Oh, God. We made it almost (laughs) halfway through the season without the damn Maryville Rebels coming up. (laughs) 6A champs, baby. We got it. So yeah, I th- I think I think the Ole Miss Rebs and the Maryville Rebs could beat uh, Auburn this week. 
All right, man. Uh, what an excellent take. All right, Matsu. Uh, I am. I I just don't think Ole Miss is actually built to beat anyone. It seems like their goals are not football related this year, and with DK Metcalf out, uh, despite what shambles the barn may be in, I think they pull it out. Uh, I'm hating a rebel softly here. Well, hold on. I'm going to steer into this skid. They're not. Their goal is not to beat anyone. What is their goal this year? I didn't say their goal wasn't to beat anyone. I said they're just not oh. built to do it. I did say uh, something about football may not being a priority. I don't know what I okay. said, Greg. Okay, <laughs> Come on. All right, fine. On. All right, fine. Fine. All right, next up, uh, number 22, Moo, travels to number five, LSU. LSU is a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and they are wearing what appear to be hypercolor mm. uh, helmets this year. They mm. are they are metallic purple, which when the light hits them, they turn, I think, gold. I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. Nevertheless, that's not the point. Who do you hate? I am I am not what are thoseing uh the yeah. LSU unis they're pulling out this week to bring man all this is two straight weeks of giving the listener what they want in some of these classic Ooh. segments. Anyhow, right. uh interesting line. LSU yeah. coming off their big Georgia win. Uh they they're at home again. You have any idea what time of day this game is? Um all right, I saw I don't I want to uh, – okay, I, I saw the right, lineup. These are hard reason. questions. Uh, yeah. All right, there's bre- – no, hold on. I'm, I'm about to do this. There's Breakfast with the Barn, and then there's us. And so I think yep. they're after so us. It should so I be think that'd be 5 – yeah, 536. All right. If, with that in mind specifically, I am going to hate Amu you here. I think LSU is sort of hitting their stride. I'm grateful that we'll have a bye week before them. I th- I think they they shut down Fitzgerald and this Brosette or whatever his name is uh, has a fine day. Hating a moo. All right, uh, I kind of tend to agree. Uh, there's not a lot of love coming to the Bayou Bengals on a six and a half point line after their monumental upset of UGA. Um, so I guess I don't I don't know. Are they thinking that LSU comes out flat? I, I don't know exactly how to describe this line, but moos Fitzgerald who was preseason, you know, predicted to be kind of a, a big deal in this conference. Uh, he has definitely not lived up to accept his expectations, uh, except in games against nobody teams. Uh, but I, I, he has that potential to put this team on his back. And if he is going to make this Moo team competitive against LSU, that's what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to carry this team on his back to give them a chance, and I don't think it's there. I am hating the moo. And my hate of the week! Hate of the week of the week! That's nice. Listener Fred takes on LSU by six and a half. Yeah, LSU's playing really very good right now, and I think uh, the Coach O down there is apparently nice. safe. Uh, he he was uh, on the hot seat at the beginning of the season, but I believe he's good as gold down there. Uh, gotta hate the moo on this. I think LSU's gonna put it on them. Can I interject smart man right there. To, yeah, can before you get to the your next game, Metsy, can I interject one thing uh about the Auburn Ole Miss game? You know, you know, Fred brought up the hot seat. And people are saying, mm. you know, despite mm. Auburn being one game away from getting mm. into the playoff last year, now <laughs> like I said, I said at one point, being a barter must be exhausting. One game one year you win eleven, the next you're trash, rinse, repeat. Uh, and this year they're back to being trash. 
And so there's been talk on the Auburn message boards that Auburn may throw this game so that they can get Gus fired. Talk about that. The barn is burning. I love it so much. Uh, this would be the game to throw too, TBQH. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing for me. I think I think Mal Malzahn lives to see another year, but I think it has nothing to do with the buyout. I don't think money for these major. I, I hate. I hesitate and hate to call them a major program, but let's say above a certain revenue yeah. line. Yeah. Uh, I don't think these buyouts until they get to like a hundred million dollars. I don't think they really blink at these numbers. So what Gus is at 38 by December, I yeah. want to say. Or uh, I, th- I think that could get a GoFundMe together. <laughs> He's done that you know, before, you know. He has done that before. You wore a blog of the GoFundMe fame. Maybe that's where this <laughs> ends up. I don't know. Anyway, getting on to your next game, my brother. The next game. Uh, and, and I'm just going to, I'm going to do something new, Gregory, because I, uh, oh God. talked about how much I despise a Vandy line. So I'm yeah. calling this my hate of the week and not for one team or another. I just hate that there's a line <laughs> here and that I have to pick a game involving Vandy here. So I frankly just hate this. Uh, but the, the game and the line, the Vanderbilt double doors going up to Lexington, uh, where they will play a cats team that is favored by 11. Gregory, who do you hate? Not like you said, another weird as hell Vandy line. It was seven at Florida. It's eleven at Kentucky. I know Kentucky beat Florida, but uh, I, I, you know, I don't. I think seven. You know, nine times out of ten, Florida wins that game. They just, you know, they just tripped on their own dicks. But uh, it seems like the boys in the desert have no idea what to do with Vandy. Uh, but I suspect Kentucky does. This feels like a huge blowout. I am seriously hating the doors here. What about the Mets family? Oh, you know Vandy's going to win now, right? Well, of course, yeah. That's exactly what's going to like, happen. By like, 40, uh, by like 40, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's my take. Listener Fred? Well, you know, college basketball season is right around the corner, <laughs> and at Vanderbilt, it's as good as began for them. They're, you know, this football is a preseason for basketball there, so – uh, their their minds are on basketball, and uh, Kentucky is playing some good football. And can you imagine Alabama and Kentucky in the SEC championship? It could happen. Well, <laughs> for that reason, happen, I'm going I'm going to hate the Cats. Okay, but here's the problem. the The problem with that is if Alabama plays Kentucky in the SEC championship, it's during football. It's during basketball season. Does anybody from Kentucky go? <laughs> Oh, we'll man. fill up the stadium. <laughs> Alabama fans yeah. will take it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there wouldn't be enough. a single neck in the entire dome. <laughs> <laughs> no necks. No necks at all. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's get to the game that you, uh, that the two of you tuned in for. Your tide is favored by 29 <laughs> points against the hated Vols in Knox Vegas at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday, the third Saturday in October. Tell me, Metsy, who do you hate? Gregory, as per tradition, I have oscillated greatly uh, in the weeks and days and hours and and truthfully minutes and seconds uh, as I think about this game and what to expect there. So even if I had started the podcast expecting to hate a vol and tide cover a 50-point spread, right now I just don't know. I don't know how I feel. Uh, We've come out in the years when I've most desperately – 
most bloodlustingly needed a blowout. Um, the tide hasn't delivered it. We, I think, are very worn out by the time this game comes to our schedule. I think our players are generally not all that interested, and they have a hard time getting up for it, although it seems like Saban has worked on that a little this week. He's talked about, you know, the three questions you get asked when you're done playing at Alabama. He said there was good spirit in practice this week, which would make me curl into the fetal position were I a filthy, filthy ball. Uh, I don't know what to expect from Tua, but all that to say, I've got to keep going with what brung me here, which is to pick your tide to have a final score of 69 American football points. And let's just put the balls at nothing. Mate and the ball are here. <laughs> so that's a nice score. Hmm, yeah, that's, that's where I ended up. It's pretty nice. Uh, Listener Fred? All right. Yeah. That is extremely optimistic, but I like it. I like where you're going with that. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think Tennessee, I think once the Crimson Tide comes out on the field, I think they're going to be so intimidated. Uh, I, I just can't see them hanging with us very long. If I knew how long Tua was going to be in the game, I would feel a lot better about the spread on that. But I, I think we cover the spread regardless. I'm going to hate a ball. I love All saying right. that. Hate a ball. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Like any good better or bad better, which I certainly am, I'm going to ride a streak until it inevitably lets me down. Um, I have hated on the tide for seven straight weeks of winning football, and I'm going to hate on them again until it kills me. I do think the Vols come out spirited and make a game of it for the first quarter or so on emotion alone. But as usually happens in emotion-filled games, talent usually eventually rules the day. And I think the tide pulls away in the third quarter. Uh, your final score, not covering, but your tide, 41, the hated Vol, 13. Anyway, that'll do it for the Hate Pod episode of Houndstooth Heroes. Again, you can find us on houndstoothheroes.com or on Twitter at htoothheroes. As always, thank you to Bo and Elliot and everybody at Druid City Brewing Company and to Adam Condra in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, for keeping us in the tastiest of suds when we're in town. You should do the same. Take us home, brother. Thanks, Fred. Oof. Hey, roll tide. Thanks, guys. Yep. Special thanks to listener Fred for uh, not only letting me sleep in my childhood bed tonight <laughs> and this weekend, uh, but also joining the pod. It was fun, boys. Uh, Y'all be good. Love you both. Roll tide. It's just too long of a song. I can't do the whole thing. It's just an, it's exhausting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so.